Hello, my friends. Welcome or welcome back to the Self Love First podcast. My name is Mackenzie, if you're new here, and today is episode eight, and we are talking about childhood traumas, which is something that I have been wanting to talk about for a while, but I honestly didn't really know how to go about it. So today we're just going to go, we're going to be about it, we're going to do it. Obviously, I first want to get into life updates. I don't really have much that has changed in the past week. I'm literally looking through my camera roll right now to be like, what did I do this week? I went to a hockey game. I spent a morning with Haley, which was really fun. I have been working out a lot more. I guess, yeah, I worked out a lot. That's my favorite this week too. It's just like moving my body, but we'll get into that later. Um... I was honestly home a lot this week doing like behind the scenes stuff. I went to West Palm yesterday. That was a super fun day. We were shooting a brand deal for Duncan and then the rest of the time we kind of just hung out and shot some content. It was me, Caroline, Carly, and Riley. It was a super good time. It was super windy, which kind of sucked because recording anything or taking pictures in the wind is like so annoying. Like my hair was going crazy, but it's fine. Not a big deal. But my favorite of the week was definitely working out. I've been going to Hotworks again just because I still have my membership. But I'm like, let me use it up a little bit. But if you guys don't know, I am a certified yoga teacher. So when I go to Hotworks, I really just go in the sauna and turn the volume all the way down on the video that's playing on the screen. And then I do my own workout. I normally do like a yoga flow because I love yoga and I love the concept of like working out in a sauna like I used to do hot yoga all the time but the the membership was so expensive so I canceled it but now I kind of get like the same experience but obviously by myself since I am a registered yoga teacher like I know what kind of flow to go with so it's been super fun and even on days that I don't feel like going to hot works just like going on a walk and clearing my mind has been so good I think it was Wednesday. I was like super overwhelmed because I had to shoot my Duncan thing the next morning and I was running last minute errands and I was trying to get everything done at once and it just wasn't happening for me so I was super overwhelmed. I really like all day long did not sit still and then it hit like 8 o'clock at night and I finally was like okay I can go to bed but if I lay in bed right now I'm just gonna think about everything and contemplate life and be anxious so I was like you know what before I go to bed I'm gonna go on a walk so I went on like a 30-45 minute walk. My mom called me and I was talking to her for a few minutes and then I was like, wait, I love you, but I need to just walk in silence. (laughs) So I did and I put on a podcast and I literally started tearing up on the walk because my emotions just felt so heavy and nothing really happened. I was just overwhelmed. After my walk, I took a shower and I fell right asleep, which I'm telling you, if I didn't walk, I would not have been able to do that. But I was able to like release my emotions a little bit instead of just letting them sit. Working out is so good for the mind, body and soul and I have been loving it. Alright, now let's get into the episode. So if you don't know, my dad was a drug addict and I kind of went through a lot as a kid just dealing with that and having a weird family dynamic growing up and it really affected me and it still affects me to this day. Obviously, I'm only 22. I'm not that old, but like I'm an adult and it still is plays a huge role in my life. So I kind of wanted to just get into it and talk about how I've been healing and trying to cope with things and just all the childhood trauma things obviously I've never been like abused because a lot of childhood trauma is like abuse I've never been abused and I can't I feel for the people that have like I hope you know I'm here for you if you never ever need anything but today we're going to talk about more like the neglect side of childhood trauma and just 
not feeling good enough and not feeling loved by your parents because I definitely went through that. I don't know. I have a whole notes app written down of like little things that I wanted to say. So we're just going to kind of get into it. If I go all over the place, I'm very sorry. My brain is all over the place when it comes to this. I've been in therapy since freshman year of college, which is about four years ago. Oh, was it five now? I think it was five years ago. Um, No, four. I don't know. A long time ago. One of the main things in therapy that was really hard for me to talk about, like four years ago when I started, was my dad. And now I think I could talk about it a lot easier, but I'm still not over it. So this is definitely going to be a harder episode for me to record. Just want to put that out there. If I get a little choked up, you know why. (laughs) And I love making like dark humor jokes and being like, oh, I don't have a dad, blah, 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 blah. But I make those jokes to mask how I really feel. So yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna hit it straight on and just get into it. Okay, so starting out when I was a baby, I was literally not even a year old, and my dad went to jail for the first time. He was selling drugs and using, and my mom was already like broken up with him. They also started dating when they were really young. My dad was 19 and my mom was 21 when she had me, and then they were broken up not even a year later. So I definitely think they weren't really like even mature enough to handle it I do think that my mom stepped up to the part of being a mom and I don't think my dad really had that in him I don't think he was mature enough at all and I think my mom has always had this like motherly sense in her and she knew that like I was going to be her world and she had to step up so she did and I'm so thankful for that anyways so when I was one my dad got arrested and he was kind of out of my life for a while And then when he got out of jail, he was still using and eventually I believe he got put into rehab. My problem when I was little is that no one told me anything, obviously, because I was little. But even as I got older, the only person really telling me stuff was my mom. So I didn't hear like the full stories about anything. But I do know that when I was a baby, he put me in a lot of scary situations that no one-year-old should be in. But I was because... He was using and he wasn't thinking about my safety. He wasn't thinking about anything else except when the next time he was going to get his drugs were. My mom tried to get full custody and eventually she did. But before that, she couldn't really do anything about it. Because if she were to keep him from, keep me from her, keep her from, wait, I don't know. You know what I mean? If she were to keep me from him, it literally could have been kidnapping. So she had to let me see him. But anyways, my point is he was always in and out of my life until I was like, 14, 15, I don't think I really realized what was going on and my grandma and my aunt used to like tell me That he was working in other states, which obviously No kid should have to process the fact that her dad's in jail or that he's in rehab because he's a drug addict But I never knew growing up. So by the time I was old enough to kind of learn for myself and Make my own choices. My mom did start telling me more and so I knew he was using Before I knew that it was drugs, I always thought that I was the problem and he just didn't love me enough to be around and I would cry, I would bang my head on the wall because I wanted my dad and I don't know, it was just super hard for me growing up. Like, my mom loves me so much but no kid should have to go without a parent Um, and not having my dad definitely hurt me in so many ways. I said, I think this is the first podcast episode I've cried on. (laughs) So give me a minute. But um, 
it definitely hurt me in a lot of different ways. I never thought I was lovable. I thought that I was never good enough. I thought that I did something wrong and that's why he kept leaving. And then when I turned 14 or 15, whenever my mom told me that he was using, I thought that he was using because I was too much for him or I was a bad kid. And my family always like kind of just pushed it off. Like no one ever thought it was a big deal. Or not that they didn't think it was a big deal, but they, they hid it from us, like from all the kids. And when I did find out, it just wasn't a conversation that anyone wanted to have with me. And so I always kind of had to pretend like I was okay. So like I think mid-high school is when he came back again for like the 50th time. And he was using still, but when he would come back, I thought he wasn't using. So I was like, oh, he's sober right now. Like he's such a good dad, blah, blah, blah. And I missed him so much. I now know that he never stopped using in all 20 years of my childhood before he decided to get sober. Yeah, so I always thought that he was sober when he was around. And I would be like, I'm so glad you're back. Like, spend so much time with him. I, I would let him drive me places, not knowing he was literally using. Like, it's disgusting to even think about. And I don't know. I don't know how ever other people in my family didn't know that he was using. And how they would let me get in a car with him and be under his supervision. It just... I don't know but anyways so it was never really talked about like when he was back he was back and that was that like we were happy that he was back we were happy that he was clean like we gave him another chance even though he's had 50 chances in the past but anyways the last chance I ever gave him was my junior year of high school he overdosed the night before my SAT and was gone missing with my grandma's car because when he was around he would live at my grandma's because obviously he can't afford rent he could barely keep a job so I would live at my grandma's too I lived at my grandma's anyways even when he wasn't there I lived half at my grandma's half at my mom's because my grandma was just like my rock growing up so it was the night before my SAT my grandma was gonna take me to the SAT in the morning but in like the middle of the night someone came knocking on the door and was freaking out and my grandma thought that someone was trying to kill her or something like she was freaking out so she woke me up and she didn't tell me what was happening but she, I don't even remember the details but I know something had happened to my dad the car was gone we couldn't figure it out I now know that he overdosed and had to get shot with narcan or whatever to bring him back to life that day like the next morning when I took my SAT because my grandma did end up getting her car I sat there for the whole entire however long the SAT is three hours all I thought about is how I never wanted to be like him. I never wanted to hurt my kid like that. And it breaks my heart thinking of the little girl that sat at that desk and questioned where she went wrong because she thought it was her fault that he was using again. But anyways, every single time I took the SAT after that, I, my brain automatically went back to that night. And I did so bad on the SAT because I was never fully paying attention. Which is just a test, but it also was the test that was going to get me into the college I wanted to get into. And I ended up doing decent, but I never did good. I do fully blame that night because when I tell you every single time I took the SAT after that, I cried during the test. Not because it was too hard for me, but because I just didn't understand what I did wrong as a kid. Or really because I didn't understand that I didn't do anything wrong and it was fully him the whole time. And in high school, I was really just pushing down every emotion I felt towards him and I wasn't sharing it to anyone. Like, I would tell my mom, but that's really it. My mom and, like, my best friends, but I wasn't telling anyone else in my family because they all forgave him every time he came back around. They wanted to help him as much as possible, but I hated him. 
And it's so painful to act like nothing's wrong when your whole world feels like it's breaking and like crushing down or breaking down in front of you. I don't even know what to say. But yeah, so when he did come back around, I had to just pretend everything was fine and I'm so happy that he's back and sober and blah, blah, blah and whatever. It wasn't until I got to college that all of those emotions that I had internalized that whole time like blew up inside of me. I developed an eating disorder. My anxiety was through the roof. I was so anxious all the time. My depression was so bad because I always thought that him leaving was my fault and I thought I was doing something wrong. And since I was the only one that seemed to really care and feel those emotions as heavy as I did compared to everyone else in my family, I thought there was something wrong with me. But I failed to realize that it's not that there's something wrong with me, but it's that I love him so much. And the amount of times he hurt me and I just had to pretend like I was fine was just not, I wasn't able to process that in my head. And like, I always wanted the best for him and I always wanted his love. Like I wanted it so bad and I could never get it. And so I never thought I would fully be lovable. I thought it was too much for everyone and... I just fell into this deep, dark depression and I was controlling my food because I didn't have control over my life, I didn't have control over my emotions and I always was so in the dark of what was going on with him and I never fully knew and so I just felt like I had no control over anything. So I always questioned whether like addiction runs in my family and I always told myself I'm never gonna use I'm never gonna touch anything like that alcohol like I'm not drinking I'm gonna become an alcoholic drugs I can't touch that I'm gonna become a drug addict I wouldn't touch it anyway but I'm just saying I didn't want to give my children a reason in the future to think that I don't love them to this day I am such a perfectionist I am such a grinder like I work so hard to give myself the life that I wasn't able to get as a child because of what my dad did and I love him like I I love him and I hate him I'll say that but I love him so much and I feel for him but I also can't forgive him and to this day I don't talk to him because the thought of talking to him makes me sick to my stomach because I think what if he hurts me again the thought of being successful consumes my thoughts on a daily basis I will never think I'm doing enough. I will never think I am enough. And without therapy, I don't think I would even be here today because I thought that it was always my fault and I just wasn't a lovable person. That's what I was convincing myself. I know I'm not the only person that goes through this, which is why I want to talk about it. And I truly believe that every parent is going to make mistakes and nobody is perfect, but it's just the mistakes he made over and over again. And the fact that when I was a kid, no one told me that it was drugs and not that he just didn't love me. So I just always felt this like immense pressure to be good enough and be a good kid for him so that he would come back and love me the right way. But at the same time, even my mom, who is like my role model and my best friend, has left me like feeling unlovable at times too. Not even unlovable, but just like I wasn't loved as much anymore when my little brother was born he was born early so he's in the hospital for the first two months and they kind of like weren't able to take as much care of me anymore like my mom and my stepdad because obviously that was their priority my brother was like 
barely survived his like first few months but I convinced myself that I wasn't lovable anymore and I wasn't even living at home I was living at my grandma's and it wasn't until more recently that I realized the only reason my mom did that is so that I could have someone that fully could take care of me and give me the love I deserved at this time because she wasn't able to because obviously how is she going to take care of me when she has to put all of her energy into my little brother but I just thought because of what I had been through growing up because of my dad and everything I thought that I was becoming second on the roster like how I was second on the roster with my dad and drugs but that little like occurrence that happened with my brother when he was in the NICU has been with me since I was like since then since now he's 11 so the past 11 years I always go back to the thought like what if I'm not as important to her as Mason or whatever and I know I'm equally as important she loves me to death but it's I'm just trying to show that like things that went on in your childhood will affect you for a very long time which is why I think therapy is so important and I don't think it's ever too early to start therapy even 10 year olds like I think that it's so important to understand our feelings and understand what we're going through in life because if not it's just going to kind of manifest into something bigger when you're older and it's going to be more to deal with. I actually took the ACEs test. I don't know if anyone knows what that is, but it's basically a test that just calculates the like level of childhood trauma you dealt with and it's like out of 10. I scored a 7. I really just wanted to take it because I wanted to get like the analytics of like what the results mean and whatever. So Basically, the ACES test measures traumatic experiences that examine the relationship between adverse childhood experiences and adult health and social outcomes. Since I scored a 7 out of 10, this is insane. My score increases my chance of lung disease, hepatitis, depression, and suicide. And the suicide number was the most insane number to me. So my score of a 7 increases my chances of suicide by over 1,200%. Now I kind of am more calmed down and I want to talk about my dad a little bit more in a different way. So I kind of talked about what I went through as a kid, but recently I had a therapy session with him because even though we don't talk, I do want to heal our relationship a little bit because as I said, my family forgives him every time he comes back around and for the longest time I wouldn't go to family events that he was at because I couldn't stand to be in the same room as him. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to have a therapy session with him because I don't want how I feel about him to affect my relationship with like my cousins and my grandma and my aunt. So I was like, I'm going to try to go to therapy with him for a few sessions so that I can be in the same room as him and not want to literally unalive myself because my emotions get so heavy. I had one session with him. That one session was a lot for me to handle. So I haven't had one since. It was like in February. Basically, we kind of talked about like my experience growing up and his experience and he told me that he honestly thinks that the reason he started using is because he was fighting demons he couldn't really understand and it made me empathize with him so much because I fight demons that I don't understand. And so then I was like, does mental illness literally run in my family? Because like, I've been fighting these demons for years and like I never understood why. Honestly, it made me so thankful that like I now understand what he went through because now I know I'm never gonna, I knew I wasn't gonna touch a drug anyway, but like that was his outlet 
And that's how he made himself feel better. And now I know that I need to go to therapy and eat better and work out and do things that make me feel better in a legal and healthy way so that I don't hurt my kids like he hurt me. My grandpa was an alcoholic and my grandma kind of like babied him. So I'm like, is he also just dealing with generational trauma? Like, is it just getting passed down per like throughout the family? Like my grandpa was dealing with stuff and he was an alcoholic and he was mean to my grandma and mean to everyone. And then from there, my dad started using because he watched his his dad do the same thing. And it got it could have got passed down to me. But if I didn't have my mom, who was always telling me like, drugs are bad, don't use those, you were so much better than that, maybe I would have gone down that route too when I started struggling with depression, but because of that, I didn't. But I think generational trauma is so powerful, and like, I am putting a stop to it. I am not letting anyone else in my family struggle like that. I love my grandpa to death, but I do know he was an alcoholic. I love my dad to death, but I do know he's a drug addict. And I just honestly don't think I'll ever be able to let my dad back into my life, at least fully. Like, my therapist always says, like, you could have him in your life not as a dad, but as, like, a parent figure or, like, just a person. But I wanted a dad so bad when I was little that I don't think I could have him just be a person in my life knowing that he took so much from me. Anyways, this episode was really all over the place, but I just want you to know... That if you're struggling with something like this, you are not alone. And I like to put on a strong face and pretend I'm fine. And while yes, my depression and anxiety are a lot more manageable, when I let myself feel these emotions, they're not manageable. (laughs) He hurt me in ways I don't even know how to process or articulate for you. But I do know that I will never, ever, ever let my kids feel this way. And if you have ever struggled or are struggling, my DMs are always open for you because I've been there. I know how it feels, especially if you're struggling with like letting them back into your life or trying to figure out your relationship and how you want it to be now. Like I'm 100% open to talking about it because it's a lot. It's hard and I get it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Self Love First podcast. I am sorry this was such a sad crying episode it just needed to happen at some point because I feel like it'll help you better understand me as a person and just get to know me a little bit better so yeah yay (laughs) we love crying I'll see you next week I love you guys so so much don't forget to leave this podcast a rating and review and I will see you next week bye